Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll go straight to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Wish TV investigative reporter Richard Essex. Richard, I saw your piece uh, last night on IMPD policy and their policy on seized guns and how it's being called into question. I, I came away from this not necessarily thinking anything shady or nefarious was going on, but certainly a strange policy and uh, somewhat cumbersome and antiquated uh, in terms of people being able to to get their seized firearms back can we uh, let's just start at the beginning here of your report well from from what we were told it, this policy has been in place since at least 1973 which 50 years yeah. and they believe that it probably was in place before that but you know as time goes by things do change a little bit but they've been doing this for decades and what i've been told from people who work at impd or who are retired from impd they have many people have questioned this policy over the years and the department has always taken the stance well if it's a problem then somebody can sue us well nobody has really ever taken them to task on this now, Richard, let me stop you right there before we get way too ahead of ourselves. I want everybody to make sure we're on the same page here. What is the policy in question that you're talking about? All right. So every single firearm that comes into IMPD's property room is sent over to the ballistics lab, tested, and all of that information is collected. It is sent to ATF, every bit of it. Now, ATF tells us that they only want that information from guns that are involved or suspected to have been involved in a crime. I've been told that as many as 30 percent of the of the guns that go through this this uh, the property room are not involved in a crime. So they have 21,000 guns wow. currently in the property room. So 6,300 or so are not connected to a crime, not suspected in a crime. But they have tested all of those ballistics, sent them to the ATF for enter into their own database. And so they sent them to this to ATF to maybe cross-check for crimes and see if that gun was maybe involved in another crime somewhere. They can connect the dots somewhat, so to speak. Yeah, I, the basis of this is is brilliant. Every gun that comes in there, they they test. And then... That information sent to ATF and it becomes part of the of the bigger um, database, so they can they can track crime guns, and it's been very very successful. But what we're talking about are the legal gun owners. You know, let's say you are on your way home and you've got two of your guns in, in the back of the car, and you're in an accident. Well, they, they, you you get taken to the hospital. IPD is going to take possession of everything inside of that car, inside of your car. And when you go to get that back, they're going to delay you getting that back until it goes through this entire process. So hmm. you haven't committed any crimes with that, with that gun. You aren't suspected of committing any crimes with that gun, but they are going to go ahead and test it, which we were told is 
probably a violation of due process and, pro- and probably the Fourth Amendment. So I know you had uh, Guy Relford on your report, and of course we know Guy. He comes on with us quite often. What was his take on what you discovered? Well, he's been hearing about this for years. From the time we made contact with him, it was a Wednesday at like noon, and so we had the interview the next day, 18 hours apart. He had two phone calls, and while we were sitting there, somebody called and asked him what he, what could be done to get their guns back from IMPD. It happened so often that he is um, almost putting up a recording of of what to, to tell people when they've had their guns seized by IMPD or in IMPD's. Yeah, it's like his fee is his fee is three hundred dollars. How much is your gun worth? And how yeah. much time and effort do you want to spend on this? And it could wind up costing them, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, or to sue them five thousand to seven thousand dollars. Now, I look, you know, this show has a really good relationship with the IMPD. We're very pro law enforcement, and I think if they, if this is, you know, using illegal guns to track other crimes with the ATF and cross referencing and cross checking, and uh, and and they're using them to solve serious crimes, I think that's great. I'm one hundred percent for that. But Absolutely. you know, you 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 had the guy on. That had his car towed by the M- <laughs> by by yeah, IMPD, yeah. and he happened to have his gun that he keeps in his car for self defense, and it took him two years to get it back when he was not involved in any way, shape, or form uh, with a crime, and that's where I think the problem starts to set in. So when we talked to him, there were five other people in line trying to get their guns back. That and we just went down there randomly one morning, and. <laughs> All of them were having the same problem. Now, he had he had his gun in his car. It had, he had parked it illegally, and it got towed. But it took two years for him to get it back. He had to get a background check. He had to get fingerprinted. He had to prove proof uh, proof of purchase, which requires him going back to the retailer, having the gun traced. It's really an arduous process to get everything back. Now, there was another lady that we talked to that was right in front of him. She'd been in a car crash the day before, and her laptop was in there, some other her purse and some other things. She got all that back right then, but they were not going to release her gun to her until she had done a background check, fingerprinted, and done all these other things. And they couldn't even give her a time period on when it was going to come back. Now, IMPD did tell me that there are circumstances where if they can verify that they took the gun at a certain point, You've got the case report. You can speed the process up a little bit. She had everything, but they still weren't going to give her her gun back. They gave her her laptop back. They didn't go through her browsing history to see what she had been doing with that. They didn't go through her phone to see where she had been. But because it's a firearm, it gets a little bit heavier scrutiny. Richard Essex is our guest. He's the investigative reporter for Wish TV 8. He's got a report out right now about what happens to some of the weapons when IMPD has to either take you into custody or even tow your car in a situation like we've brought up here. Richard, what was the response from IMPD when you asked them, hey, there are some law-abiding citizens here who have a legal firearm that have done nothing wrong. They just needed a tow of their vehicle here, is it constitutional for you to give their gun information to the ATF? What was their response? 
IMPD was very transparent right from the beginning. That was our very first question. And they said, yes, we are testing every single gun that comes through. My next question, is it constitutional? Do you have to have a search warrant? Are you going through due process? And the answer was, our lawyers believe that we are doing things right, which goes back to people on the inside have been telling me for a long time that they've just been waiting for somebody to challenge this policy before they're going to make changes to it. Now, Assistant Chief Bailey did tell me that if they make changes, they're going to tell us right away. And I've heard that there is some rumbling about making some changes, and they may have already made some changes. They just haven't made them public yet. One of the interesting things that Assistant Chief Bailey said to me, and he volunteered this information, he he was concerned whether all of the other testing that's being done is slowing down overall ballistic testing for sure. maybe guns that were involved in a crime or maybe a gun that that they haven't tested yet that could have been involved in a crime. So it could be slowing down the the entire justice system. And, and so how and how many guns did you say they currently have there in the they're holding? Estim, estimated twenty one thousand. Wow. That's a big number. So, And we already know they're short-staffed at IMPD as it is, yeah. as recruitment's a problem right now, and they're down hundreds of officers. Right. Right. And, you know, and this is, a, this is not a, a rank-and-file patrol officer issue. Right. This is a long-standing policy that goes back to, you know, gosh, before I barely remember downtown Indianapolis, I mean, 1973, it goes back a long, long time. So... Who knows how many guns have been tested that were not part of a crime and how many people that that had their guns tested and, and have never been told. Do you know what happens to most of those guns? Do they just sit in there forever? Are they destroyed or are they abandoned? What what happens to them? There is a process of destroying them, but it, it's um, that and that is a whole other story. Yeah. If somebody could lay claim to it, they have to hold on to it until everything has been exhausted and that in itself is a whole nother process um i i have heard that there's a company that comes over from st louis a couple times a year that takes the destroyed guns and videotapes the whole process and we're we're trying to get our hands on all that also well richard if somebody wants to see this report it aired yesterday but i believe it's online as well where can they go WishTV.com. WishTV.com. It is right there on the front page. Richard Essex, investigative reporter for WishTV 8. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.